Okay, cool. All right, Ace, are we ready? Yeah. Are we rolling? Shall I, go, shall I go to the toilet now? Or? You need to go. It's too late. Can you hold it? Yeah, I probably can. <laughs> <laughs> that's sure? like, a, that's such a meme. I don't want to see you. <laughs> okay, so welcome back, guys. Welcome back to Two Girls and a Mic. We've had a um, brief hiatus, but we are back and we are back with a guest in the building. Hello. Hey, Ty. So introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Ty. I'm a hip-hop artist, enthusiast, and pioneer. Wow. And I'm here to vibe with you ladies. And Love enjoy it. And enjoy. Enjoy my time. We like it. We're grateful to have you here. Um, okay, so La, what are we talking about this week? <sighs> okay, so it's been a week. Team UK, the urban lot, they, they've had a rough week this week. I cannot tell a lie. Of life. their own making. Yeah, we need to discuss um, what has gone on at Radio 1 and one of their kind of up and rising stars, um, namely presenter Maya Jama. Mm -hmm. um, she was called out um, very recently in regards to some tweets that she sent when maybe she was about 16 and 17, that was very disparaging against um, dark-skinned women. No, what do you know? Um, yeah, and obviously once these were released, I don't know who released them or who found them or who used whatever app to dig them up, but they were dug it's up. It's a search feature. And they were put out there and all of, these, all of a sudden, boom. Right. As you know, right. when it comes down to colorism, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a hot topic. Mm -hmm. Black Twitter went bananas. You know, she put out a statement apologizing for said tweets um the apology didn't go over too well simply because she acknowledged all women it was it was very much an all lives matter tweet when mm. essentially she only disrespected one group of people which mm -hmm. was dark-skinned black women so mm -hmm. they let her have it again mm -hmm. so therefore she then had to have another go at an apology mm -hmm. but by that time the damage was already done mm -hmm. so I guess my question is, with several questions, there's so many questions because mm -hmm. this has been going on for a while. Um, should Maya be held accountable for tweets that she sent when she was 16 years old? So Ty, as you're the guest, I'm going to give you the floor first. Okay. What, what, what do you think? I think that the idea that someone did something when they were 16 and have grown up and developed and then should they now be account held accountable doesn't really stand right okay why is that? I, I think that um she should be held accountable for what she said mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. think that she should actually be trying to engage and have dialogue to explain where she was at and where this came from where mm -hmm. this poisonous energy came from she should be discussing it and i think that um what we're looking at is deeper than maya Mm. But has but unfortunately Maya's uh, ex uh, mistakes. Maya was doing it for the likes. Yeah. So now she's in the middle of it. Now she's now she's <laughs> so getting she what she doesn't like. Questions. Yeah. <laughs> so she, you know, so for me, she now has to deal with. We we now have to look at what it is and what triggered those type of things, and and just really look at it. You know, it's, it's it's all good just finger pointing, but the fact is. What I don't like about this whole situation is dark-skinned women are not being factored in to the discussions, in right? Because they are the actual victims mm -hmm. of this of this attitude that not only Maya had, but a whole bunch of grime artists have that have that attitude. And you and say had, have, have, <laughs> had, have, are having, and I, I think it's something that people need to really discuss a lot of people are like oh you know you don't pick on maya and da -da. it's like no she's a fully grown woman she has mm -hmm. a dark-skinned boyfriend who loves her dearly stand up and actually use this platform to speak about 
this silly attitude that you had because you'll help a lot of people that are having it now. There's a lot of people that look up to you that are, um, are going to be disappointed by what, you're, what you've been saying. Mm. And also, you owe dark-skinned women a platform to discuss this hatred that you have contributed to and mm -hmm. other people have been contributing to. So all of the other people that do it don't escape. Mm -hmm. You don't escape. It's this, this, what, what Maya has done accidentally is created a, a black hole. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to look at everything that's in that black hole. Mm -hmm. Don't just look at Maya. We need to look at everybody that has this attitude that seems to love to be, to make disparaging remarks about dark skinned black women. We need to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, the thing, what you just said, that's so really real. Um, I think the thing that's really grating on me in this scenario is her silence because she is a woman. Like sometimes with, with, with guys, I don't even, the ones that have like been caught out there, then they'll come back with some apology and then you're just like, oh, whatever. You're just doing it. You're doing it for media smooth over. Mm. You're doing it to try and maintain your position in the industry and all of that kind of stuff. But I just feel like her particular silence as a woman speaks way too many volumes for me. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, right? Because she she lives, she lives in a particular space as the kind of woman that she is with her racial makeup, with what she looks like. And she is primed to know other women that don't occupy that space. Mm. She only needs to read Twitter to see all the discourse. And she can say to herself, look, when I was, you know, when I was out there doing Maya Jammer presenter and I'm, you know, I'm the face of this and I'm the spokesperson of that and I want to be seen and I want to be out there. You can't just, you can't only do that when the going's good. This would be a good time for her mm. if this is her chosen um, profession to lead, to present, to be the face of stuff. Go ahead, Tyson, to, sorry, to, talk, to, to get out there and chat. Also, you are a presenter, so right. you know how to talk. Exactly. Mm. You know how to present TV programs, you know how to present radio programs. Yeah. But all of a sudden you're silent. That's kind of like part of what I'm saying. Mm. That it's, says so a lot. Your part, so that says a lot. You, you've got in order you, to kind of like start to make amends. You think that she should address this like verbally, like yeah. via like like not, do a f not, um, film herself. Not just make amends. Statement. Not just make amends. Use your ability. Mm. Yeah. You have an ability. Yeah. It's like being a boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, someone says, "Do a charity boxing match," and you'll win the fight. And you're like, "No, I won't do it." It's like, no, you, yeah, you've been caught out, but actually you're, you're, you're a presenter. Mm. So you talk. So the cat can't have your tongue now. Because mm. now you, because either the cat's got your tongue because two things, either you don't, you are shell-shocked and don't want to lose your job mm. and are worried about that. Or two, you don't really care mm. that much and you and hope I'm you keep quiet second, yeah. and you keep quiet and you hope it would die down. But guess what, babe? This thing ain't dying down. It's you know not. What? Because it hasn't because she's, I think she's recently got back onto Twitter and I've just been going through her, obviously her tweets and stuff, not her tweets, but her Twitter timeline rather mm -hmm. than just seeing the re the replies to her. Mate, people, they don't, I think this colorism thing has been going on for so long that black women are just fed up so and there will be, be black women so out there that will be, be like that, that will you know happily give her a pass and be like okay you know i'm I cool with it and there'll be surprised. other people be like i'm not having it and those yeah. people there will not let you forget and that's the thing with um social media it can be uh, a gift and a curse sometimes mm. and the people that don't forget every time you pop up on there they're gonna pop out to remind you let's mm. not forget that this thing's been happening a lot 
So Liana, have a seat. Mm. Yeah, I don't have Havas is her name, but I say have a seat. Oh yeah, yeah. she messed up. Yeah, 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 and when she messed up, she couldn't believe what she was hearing. But she didn't never dealt with the situation. She tried to. There's a thing that we're tiptoeing around. I'm going to say it. Mm. Light skin privilege mm. or this privilege of because i look a certain way i'm not really black and i shouldn't feel yeah i know and it's like no babe even if you think that the truth of it is today we can discuss the fact that actually this is an issue and this is part of what even gave maya the confidence to think she could say what she's saying mm. and i think that this is something we need to address we need to address it we need to Definitely. we need to start looking at it and saying okay where is this coming from and is it valid? No, it's not valid. Okay, so we need you, who are the benefactors of this, to actually speak up. Don't just sit there pretty, knowing that, oh, the world works for me and people kind of like what I'm liking. Or Because there are light-skinned people mm. as well that suffer, mm. that are suffering um, in this situation mm. and are absolutely not into this mm. thing. They but have a different form of colorism where they're kind yeah. of like held up on this really weird pedestal where yep. they're just mm -hmm. overly sexualized and yep. like, mm -hmm. you know, you're supposed to be the, the sex pot and mm -hmm. that is it. And then there's, so, and there's, that's problematic as well. And yeah. there's light skinned women that are fighting right next to dark skinned women mm -hmm. for their own, for, for, for women's rights. And you know, uh, for certain things as well so it's like this isn't a generalized oh my god light skin dark skin mm, yeah. but, but but the fact is this situation right now the thing that i was disgusted by is i absolutely no men in my dms were defending you know what dark skin black women are the victims here everybody was like oh you know you need to you need to go easy or you need to Pain you know no, maybe you need to do this a different way because you don't want to um, destroy what they built up and it's like babe for real or mate for real you really worried about what someone's built up you're not worried about that 17 year old black girl that read the tweet and that strut and that damaged her mm. self belief or confidence. Mm -hmm. You're not worried about her six years later. Tell it like it is. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's okay, so what about? Let me play devil's advocate. What about the you know the argument of you know Twitter back then and even now? <clears throat> It's very much open to cussing everybody. Like back then it was like a war zone. Like black people, light skinned black, light skinned black people, dark skinned black people. You know, there's an argument that, you know, Somalians used to get it all the time. Nobody used to rate Somalian girls back in the day, blah, blah, blah. So everybody used to just get it, get it, get it. Yeah. So does that not mean that, you know, it doesn't matter what was put out there, so in the, there and then? Nah. As a victim of um, the African jokes mm. that were running 20, 35 years ago, as a victim of that, I'd like to say that that is absolute rubbish. Why is that? It's rubbish. Because the idea that um, people are cussing a certain way, mm. there's still an issue. Yeah. Because you're doing it, doesn't mean, oh, it's just what young people do. It's actually like, it's you like- you got to read the messages It's still, it's it. like us saying, oh, well, you know, back in my day, you man's was stabbing each other. It's just what it is. Yeah. No, there's still an issue. People mm. are stabbing each other. It's not cool. Mm. So the point I'm making is this, uh, self-hatred whether it's thrown about as schoolboy bantering or whether it's thrown about as teenage back and forth is still poisonous self-hatred <laughs> that will event that will eventually consume mm. the uh, the fate and destiny of black children growing up in the uk and that's what it amounts to you know yeah that's that's another thing of calling it what it is it's self-hatred it really is and it maybe um maya doesn't see herself as um black 
so she can she can speak from that. But I really wonder about the people who flew, who Kate. got their capes yeah. out and flew Batman. to her defense. Small, I'm medium, like, large, Batman extra large us. capes, right? Oh my god! You know what? I just I just to me, what I've learned is let people voice their their opinion and decide if you want to engage or have a conversation. Do it. If not, my the reason why. I highlighted these tweets. Mm. Wasn't because I'm anti mayor mm. or anti like did it, but I was like, you know what? I had enough. Mm. I had enough because this thing that we're seeing is a, it it is poisonous mm. and it's been happening. There is a really poor energy towards black women or anti blackness that's in this new generation. It's been in the older generation mm. too, mm. and it's it's there from Channel U over to uh, the music, whether it's, you know, all of the stations, and yep. I won't mention stations, but it's there. And it's yeah. there in the lyrics. That If you listen to Grime MCs, I'm not saying hip hop is, is not safe, mm. but if you listen to it, you can see mm. there's a definite attitude towards dark-skinned women, towards lighties or whatever, you know, all of this stuff. Yeah. And it's poisonous. It's going to be to the detriment of mm. us in the, in the yeah. future. I actually find... This is me personally. I actually find colorism worse than racism from non-black people mm. or shall I say white people, simply because I can understand it in the sense that if you're if you're white and you live in an area where it's all white people and you only have you know um, media to go on what you think blackness is or what you think black people are, and if you say something racist. In my head, I can rationalise that because I understand where you got that from. Mm. However, when it comes from with, within our own community, it's like, what it's are shocking, you? What right? are you doing? Yeah. And also, as well, colorism is like it's an offshoot of just actual white supremacy. This yeah. is this is the remnants of it. This is what you are doing. You're doing this to your own people, mm-hmm. and then to kind of like cover it up in in oh it's just banter it's not banter your mum it is not banter <laughs> your mum because if a white man was to disrespect you racially you're not gonna say oh it's, it's just, just banter. banter you're not gonna yeah. do that your mum so you, you're it's, doing your mum it's not happening so miss me with black. the banter thank you <laughs> thank sister you everybody black, everybody right? black but you, you oh, can it's have, just banter you can Shut have up, this man. hatred you can have the you know you, you the, the truth of it is mm. most of the guys that are throwing around these comments would never say this in front of their mum. At all. Mm. So straight away, if you wouldn't say it in front of your mum and you have respect for your mum, but you wouldn't say it, you know you're doing wrong. Actually, mm. do you know what? I want to take that back. Some of them probably would. Yeah, they would, but that's the truth. Some that's, of them that's, probably but would. There's the a level that's, of disrespect yeah. but then, that I'm seeing. I'm but, like, but here's you the thing. probably would say that to but your mum, actually. Thing. If you would say that to, to your mum, right, and you would do those sort of things, mm. why should we allow you to willingly be heroes mm. for our next generation mm. this is true and yeah. i'm like if you want to say it to your mum that's your business you ain't yeah. saying it to me how about mm. that no first of all you're not saying it to my kids my right. kids are not, my, my kids and my my nieces and nephews are not running around with your lyrics you're right. running the around to go and check well, your podcast how come people aren't um how come people like you know there's a the thing of okay you wouldn't say that in front of your mum, but genuinely i'm shocked that why aren't people embarrassed by it? P- people haven't been. You know, there's normal. there are some things that you embarrass behavior. yourself out of. Just like how they're saying it's normal for you for young kids to go through a phase of disrespecting black women. You need the you need the growth process to grow out of that. That's the argument that people are coming up with. I'm like, what? You you mean to say there's a there's a there's a time in your teen years where a- allegedly 
you're supposed to have a self-hatred and then there's another space in time where you're supposed to allow yourself to grow out Awakening. of that. <laughs> where, where did that. Where did that happen? Wait, like, what logic is this? Yeah. Please stop the nonsense. Yeah. Just accept the fact that you did what you did. If, if you've and grown up you, and, and you've been entrenched right. in self-hatred. Just, I accept the fact that you can grow up and people can teach you, can be educated and you can be like, you know what? The mm. nonsense I was on back then was a foolishness. But, but then this, own it then. Don't come the with thing. your nonsense. Own it. Like if you do, if you was going on a certain way and you get found out now and then you get upset that you've been found out, then you didn't learn anything. Yeah. Right. Because let me put you like this. Because someone was saying to me, ah, oh, but you can't hold someone accountable when they change and grow. And this is what I didn't say, but I wanted to say to my guy. Mm. So if a guy rapes a girl mm. when he's younger and then suddenly grows up and realizes, you know what, rape is wrong and records a song about rape mm. is wrong. Mm. Does that mean the person that was raped didn't, isn't a victim? Didn't mm. feel nothing? Mm. Where is your concern? Is your concern for the person that wrote a song and has had their awakening? Or are you thinking about the person that actually went through something yeah. and is and, and, and gone through something? So a rape victim uh, doesn't matter if the rapist suddenly learns and changed and awakened mm. and realized <laughs> that rubbish. Okay, so to wrap this up, wrap it. What should actually happen with Maya then? What what should the consequences be if there should be any consequences? Oh, at Cheryl. All? I think for um, because of her failure to speak out, because you know this is why I'm really anyway. I won't talk about what I'm going to do, but mm. um, this is why people need good advisors because actually this was. Um, sometimes it sounds so cliche, but this really was a teachable moment for mm. her. It was. And just the position that she, and then she, listen, the wave that she could have rode, the glorious wave yep. that she could have rode from taking it on board, yeah. making a proper apology. Throw your hands up in the air. Throw your hands up in the wave air. like you just don't And care. also use your privilege. Not... I'm not Use talking it. about your physical privilege. Mm. I'm talking about the privilege of the position that, that you occupy mm. to say, you know what? I'm going to tell you how this happened and I'm going to now talk against it. I'm going to make a TV program. There's so many things. things you can do. There's so many things. Don't be posting up pictures of sunsets. We're not, I don't want to hear that. Mm. And, and like you said earlier, this is how I feel. I feel like if I ever just see her back in the media, if this is not cleaned up properly with any kind of microphone in her hand talking and, or whatever, I'm going to turn off. I'm going to, I'm going to emotionally shut yeah. down. I don't want to hear what you've got to say because what you've got to say is, is, is folly. It's foolishness. Flawed. Mm. It's flawed. When there's any, when there's something important that you've got to say, suddenly you're shrinking into the background. You're like Homer Simpson in that bush. <laughs> So why oh, should oh. I listen now? <laughs> so I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely, um, I'm... For, 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 and, and for equality as well, in a sense of what has happened to other people that have gone before yeah, her. That's where I was going. If she can't come and speak up, she just needs to get sacked. I need mm. someone to explain to me how, if Logan Sama goes through what he goes through, if the other guy that we talked about before the, um, the Asian goes through what he goes through, name, sorry. what in the hell is different about what Maya's going through right now that mm. allows her to skip conviction? 
Mm. Someone needs to. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying you can't do it. I just want you to write it out for me. You mm. know what it is? Shall I tell you what it is? No, I want the, them to write it out. Don't don't give them don't give them the 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 novel the the words the narrative to get out of trouble. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. What I'm gonna what I'm gonna say is it's because of their fundamental misunderstanding and not even misunderstanding their fundamental inability to understand what this is. So when I say that. You know, I just feel like white people and white liberals in this country just pay lip service to racism. They don't even really understand what mm. racism is. It's not about the N-word and all of this. It's about systems and structures. And power. Which, and power, which are designed and function perfectly as it appears to be in this country to keep a certain kind of person suppressed and so, oppressed. So what you're going to see now is the power of the BBC to say, do you know what? We know what's supposed to happen right now, but we're not going to do it. It's not That's even, power. you know what? It's not even that. It's, yeah. So then they're going to, because they're just so, oh, don't get it. They're going to look, but but Maya, she's she, she's a woman and she's black. So maybe it's not as serious as when these white men, we, like, I feel like the mm. Logan, um, the Logan thing and, and the other guy, I feel like those were knee jerk reactions. Mm -hmm. Those weren't really Token. understanding what happened and what the issue was. It was just like, okay, we, we know this, this bad, we must do this. Right. This so bad, we must do this. As well. That's exactly like, it. No, no, we can't so have they, that. So they just and see so they, it as but a they fun, don't yeah. understand the inner workings of colorism because it's within our yeah. community. They don't understand yeah, that, our community. They, that, this they, is that, yeah, this, yeah. they don't realize that this is a red card too. Yeah, yeah. So my thing is i want her to learn from her mistakes mm. but i'm gonna be really honest from what i've seen and what i've um the reactions the two free reactions so the first reaction to the bad uh apology, apology yeah. then the second uh, apology and then subsequently how she's acted from this point onwards i've just been like yo this is a chris brown rihanna teachable moment mm. this is what i mean by this rihanna's pr people were on the ball as soon as she got hit you saw the picture. Mm. Chris Brown's people weren't oh, on the ball. It took them two months before mm. they realized, oh, we, we should do something. We mm. should do something. And Chris Brown, he nearly lost his career. Mm. And, you know, he deservedly nearly lost it. Mm. But the teachable moment is, where's your PR people? Mm. And even, even your PR people can't save you. You belong to a group of people, including ourselves. And yeah. you're not repping right now. And because you're not repping right now, red card, babe. Mm. Boy, all right, let's wrap this up. I, I would just say that I know that people are listening to this. Like, oh, Lord knows Maya, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I know Maya. So I'm not going to speak on this because actually it's quite personal to me. But what I will say is that I'm really disappointed. And I hope you do, as Ty and Cheryl says, learn, you learn from this because colorism is no joke. I know that she knows she's fully aware of that herself. She's spoken about growing up as a Somalian girl in bristol where the majority of people that live there are white so i know she's aware so i would just say to maya i hope you do learn and i hope you listen to both cheryl and ty in regards to how you can rectify this problem because you're going to always have this problem if you don't clean it up, up. Okay. holler at me babe yeah. holler at me <laughs> okay so let's move on like i said it's been a rough week for <laughs> team uk and urban scene whatever it is that you want to call them because another station radar radio Ooh. right listen right, right. everybody's falling like dominoes over falling there like dominoes. literally falling like dominoes <laughs> i think i was on i was on twitter and then i saw um a podcast um a receipts podcast mm. they put out a statement saying that they're no longer recording from there so initially I've... i didn't i didn't actually bat an idea at that i was like okay cool because i thought mm. it was just them mm. then i started seeing other people who record from there and it's like 
this person, that DJ, this presenter, and everyone was like, blah, 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 blah. So I've, I thought, okay, let I've me pay never, more attention. I've never seen that many DJs in my leave life. a station in one day. I've never seen it. And to me, whatever Radar rate, uh, do, they need to realise that they have really messed up. Mm. Because so the allegations have been allegations of... Um, sexual misconduct mm -hmm. and also in the wake of that not really handling it right and also racial, racial um, issues as well like racial discrimination as being shown um, in terms of not just pay but also black women. positions and yeah. black women and all the rest of it so it's like so, so, so let's say this is the thing just a quick jump in I love the solidarity if you consider what the actual problems was, mm. the action, the solution was for a whole bunch of people to say, do you know what? We don't want to be here. I think that's so important. Mm. I think it's important because most platforms that we're in, most people in the jobs that they, they can't do that. Mm. They can't act. They can't protest. Mm. They, you know, we've, we watch loads of people in different positions. They can't do nothing. So to watch a bunch of DJs turn around to a station and say, do you know what? Thank you for the platform, but we can't stay here. Yeah. You guys are too much. I think that sends a brilliant message. It does. It sends a powerful message. It does. And it sends a message that other people in other fields should take confidence from. Like sometimes mm. you need to Martin Luther King it straight <laughs> up and down. Sometimes you got to have the courage of your convictions yeah. and just go. And I feel like that is kind of like sadly lacking. And I'm not even putting myself out there like as somebody who's always... I mean, luckily, I don't feel like I've ever been in those kind of positions to have to like really say, wow, am I going to leave my my place of actual in employment or anything like that? But I just feel like as an observer, so I have to preamble it with that because it might be easier to say than to do. As an observer, you're absolutely right. It is a powerful sign. And I think more people should really do it it's just like recently so we've heard in the news that r kelly's publicist we discussed mm. r kelly on the last show yes, his did. publicist and his lawyer have dropped him as a client and apparently two um two crisis management firms have kind of like turned him down right and to me it could again it could be what i said off mic it could just be um you know, sinking ship, let's save ourselves. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, but then that says a lot. It still says yeah. it sends out maybe a different kind of message, but there does need to be this kind of vote with your feet mentality. Yeah. And mm -hmm. if it's not, if it doesn't suit you and it doesn't align with, with who you are, then sometimes you've got to go. You've got to stand up and be counted. I just want to drop this in there. R. Kelly is the greatest escape artist <laughs> ever right. witnessed in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. I heard about Houdini, but I wasn't alive. Mm, R. Right. Kelly is killing the game mm. as far as escapists. Ridiculous. I'm hoping so. You know what? I'm coming. really surprised that because normally I'm like, when you see, you know, a black man, whether or not he is known or not known, mm. it's highly unlikely that they're able to get away with something like any form of criminality like you know you, the law's just gonna come down in your head however when victims because when girls. said black man has millions and millions and millions and millions can i say it yeah. can i say the thing is everything changes if those are white girls right. sure what did we say black on our show girls, we were like black victims not being treated in the same way that larry Nassar that has? was a bunch of lovely blonde-headed 
playgirls, mm. playboy bunnies that are just getting caught under the R. Kelly effect, you would see Saddam Hussein <laughs> levels of execution. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Which is why it kind of like it kind of like made me smile a little bit when I saw all of these DJs and presenters doing a collective walkout because what I you know going back to the R Kelly thing and the, the one of the, the the other reasons as to why he's gotten away with it for so long is that the people in the industry ain't walking out ain't walking out on mm. R Kelly. You saw it already in the documentary yeah. when Ti's own daughter, who is probably prime age for someone like Robert. To, to try and mess with was like oh no if he wants to, to offer me an opportunity a deal yeah I'm taking it and it's like the attitude that we have is really bizarre and also there's this other attitude oh those those girls are fast those girls you know they're, they're whores they're loose they're this no back. one's not saying that he's not doing it they're just saying that the girls are questionable it, come, it yeah. comes back to the whole thing of black women dark skinned women or women black women in general automatically being slid into a position of well they must have deserved what they're doing what they what they what they're mm. feel what they're experiencing oh well they walked into it I've, I've had grown men tell me oh you know yeah but look at the legal ramifications and, I'm, and, I'm, and i have mm. to remind them i'm saying let me get this clear you lot are looking at the law as if the law is relevant to you no offense but if that was your friend's daughter would you be talking about the law Exactly. You would let me tell you this now. No law is with my godchildren or with my mm. kids. No law is going to dictate what I'm going to do mm. or what I'm whose house I'm walking into. So the idea that everyone's like, oh, you know, well, it's the legal ramifications. I'm like, you are ridiculous. <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> you are ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But there was, um, I think, one of the main um, kind of accusers from Radar Radio is she's a former producer and That's she right. wrote an entire blog post about her experiences working there. I think she was only there for like maybe what, wait, six months or so? It was a harrowing situation. Yeah, months. but obviously going from her, her blog page, clearly she wasn't having a good time. I, she actually I, described them as dickhead, dickhead DJ dudes, I, like plural. Yeah, so I it was salute, more than one. I salute her. You see, once again, mm. she used her platform. Mm. She's a producer right but she knows how to blog and she knew exactly okay the media okay i'm gonna make sure i present my stuff all of this is available to maya mm. all of these platforms is mm. available to her what's yeah. she doing yeah so not to come back to her but this is i applaud that woman on her using the platform so some people say to me uh recently i've been hearing a lot of people say to me um oh yeah but just complaining on instagram or complaining on social media doesn't mean nothing yes it is it does you know actually yeah. it means because you know, you know what can i say ty i know that we haven't actually like dug into we haven't like done a interview with you here we just actually wanted you in as a guest who has views and and who right. talks and is socially aware and is socially right. conscious mm. because i follow you on facebook and your um, your wall is often a zone for really good discussions. Yeah. Right. And it comes about because you have the following, because you are a musician, but then I use you, the you use the platform. And that's uh, that you know that's appreciated. Yeah, use the platform not, and then let people talk. Yeah, there are no, not that many corners. Don't dictate what people corners. say on your page. Right. Let people talk. There are not that many corners, I find, of 
social media in particular, I mean, you know, sometimes I have to shake it up a bit and unfollow and mute people and block and <laughs> Cheryl does Cheryl. Stuff, Cheryl know, does Cheryl. I can't sometimes <laughs> my timeline is just like just the other day, somebody you know when you like something, so then Twitter puts it onto your timeline. Someone liked something of one of Kanye's tweets. I don't want to oh, hear about oh, Kanye. Thank you. So I had to block yeah. Kanye, thank but you. not because I don't follow him, but I need to block him. So You're that not a if, guru, bro. Yeah, so if anyone's liking it, it's not. I don't want to hear about it. Mm. So um, going back to the point I'm making is there's not always these corners um, that we can congregate in mm. and speak in consciously, freely and honestly with kind of not necessarily like-minded people, but at least equally minded people. Yeah. People that even if you don't agree with their view, they can articulate it so that you know what it is and you can respond in kind. And I, that's kind of like why we've got you here. And it is about losing, using that platform that we have. And yeah. I, I just want to say as well, I think that people romanticise revolution. So it's always like, no, it's got to be like this. And you've got to do it like this. And you've got to be doing it like And I look on it like this, right? An army, right, has got all different types of players in the army. You've got mm. the scout you got the really aggressive guy. you got the defense. you got the person that's throwing the weapons. you got all of these different things. Mm -hmm. You need all of that. Any approach to anything, you need different people, different shapes doing different things. So when people suggest that, oh, this is the way it's got to be and you've got to do it like this and you're a dickhead for doing it on social media. I'm like, yo, you do realize, mm -hmm. I've realized that sometimes I have to start the, the snowball and I'm, I'm not selfish. Mm -hmm. I will start the snowball and I will let someone else lead and take it to another level. But I know what my position is. Sometimes I just need to start something or I need to say something yeah. or I need to shine a light and say, everybody, look at this. Go. Do what yeah. you need to do. Yeah. And I think that that's important. I mean, other people do it. No, I'm not the only person that does yeah. that. Yeah. But I feel like when people condescendingly suggest that, oh, it's only talk. Rubbish. Yeah. I've seen on my page... I might stay, say something and then all of a sudden people go off and do yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. That's I what you needed. It's quite similar to obviously what's happened here at Radar. It's like a bunch of, you know, might be one or two people were like, look, I've had enough. Okay. Mm. And they're like, yeah, actually we've all had enough. They've had enough too. And they've all, they probably were all thinking the same thing within the same time frame that this mm -hmm. girl was there at the station, but nobody had the guts to say anything until eventually somebody got fed up and then it just so happened that yeah you know what we're not having it and that's how as you said that's how revolution started yeah. it only takes one person mm -hmm. and then before it. you know it everybody's like i'm on this because i've been going through the same thing mm. i don't want it anymore what we're seeing is people power yeah yeah and yeah. i think people just don't we naturally don't believe in our ability to change something mm. like we can make obama do a head spin if we want to mm. we just have to you know what i mean do certain things and that's all it is it's literally people power people yeah. saying do you know what nah so do you think this is a, a great loss to to the music industry to, well I'm gonna uh, as another platform for, no for, for, you no know, i don't think so why I, I think it's a great loss to independent radio platforms but it's why? also a great example of how to do it wrong Mm. and it's like the reason, the reason why I say that because there there was an argument that people were saying that okay so maybe and you know maybe if they went and spoke to whoever was in charge to probably get this There's, this this problem the they did kind the, of did. The, 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 the coon did. the coon effect is yeah what's this is the argument what's this is happened the, the now coon is, effect you know a lot of DJs now don't have a platform to do their music yeah maybe we so, should have continued cooning got it 
Got it. That's, <laughs> but she did. Art. She did speak to people, mm. and that was part of what she put out. She spoke to people, and it was brushed under the carpet. Mm. Sports Direct, um, then because it's the the owner of Sports Direct whose son it is, yeah. then got in their HR lawyers to come and do some uh, um, <laughs> jaggery, um, like right um, lip service. <laughs> and we live in the UK, and we are all aware of many platforms or environments where actually, you know. People tell you to come and talk to them, but they're not listening. Mm. We you. live in the UK. Thank the UK you. shows us this every day. It's showing it, showing us us this now with this Windrush mm-hmm. situation. It's showing us that yeah. exactly now. Like, oh, so you lot can do, so you can make a program about Notting Hill Carnival and about how great we are and about how we mm-hmm. contributed to the, and then you can pass this law mm-hmm. and then it takes uproar for you to change it. Mm-hmm. But your uh, your job is to preempt us, mm-hmm. not to aggravate you're us. You're leading. Yeah, not to aggravate us. Right, right, right. Your, your job is to actually say, right, this is what's best for you. Mm. You're showing us you don't know what you're do- doing. Mm. All right. Okay, so I like how you mentioned Windrush. The segue, there. you like that, you like that, you like Love that. Love the segue. Right, right. This time. Right, right. You know we, you, you know what, you know what, do this. That was you know statement why. special. You know what, you know what. You know why? Because I, because I Damon. use my platform, you know yeah, I do this. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Damon, your spot's been taken right about now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, we need to talk about Windrush. As you know, the news has been popping off because this government has seen fit <laughs> to invite people over, take them for everything them have, and then decide actually we don't we don't want you here anymore. There's another element to right? it. That's nasty. Even though you are British citizens. You know, we're going to take your taxes. We're going to take away your benefits. We're going to even, like, send back your children. Mm-hmm. There's another element to it, but I'm going to let this bye, conversation... Bye, yeah? I'm going to let the meat season up a little but bit. Let it then season, then because then I've, got bear, like, I've got bare, like, I've got paprika, I've got garlic, I've got black pepper go, to go, fling go, on go. this, because I'm so disgusted. Never in my life did I ever think that I would have to call my mum to say... Have you got papers? Have you got all your papers together? Mm. Like, I'm choking up even thinking about it, because I'm like... It's outrageous. As I asked my mum, you know my mum said to me? There would be a video of me on YouTube kicking up and screaming down the place because I'm not going nowhere. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. How dare you, Theresa May and Amber Rudd? Yeah? How do, who do you think you are? But a... let me let me let me say what I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna I'm gonna drop the bomb here and I'm just gonna leave it there. This system is working precisely mm. in the way it's been designed. Okay, that's, that's your bomb? That's it. So can I drop my Hiroshima? Go ahead, darling. So um, the saddest thing for me as an African person mm. is watching how this uproar now, everybody's like, what? What? Mm. Nobody was doing this when they were doing this to us in the mm-hmm. 80s. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this They've to us. They've been doing They've it. They've been deporting us. And guess what? Hey, guess what? Hey, and listen, <sighs> here's the thing, what I want everyone to understand. Mm. I stand in solidarity with Caribbean people right now. But what I want Caribbean people to know is you didn't stand in solidarity with us when we were getting deported. Tell the backstory. Because there's going to be people listening to this that aren't aware. But the backstory is in the 80s, 70s, Mm. 80s, a lot of African people that were here were kicked back. Mm. A lot of, like my brothers and sisters, I I am the second youngest. I'm now the oldest Mm. because my sisters and brothers died back home because they weren't allowed to bring even though my parents had papers, they weren't allowed to bring them here. Right. There is this 
energy in regards to how the government has been dealing with us here that is something that as a as 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 a black community we should have all been paying attention paying to attention. it so I say, why is everyone shocked everybody's shocked now and the, this is the only thing the saddest thing is i'm watching everybody scramble and i'm proud of how caribbean people are scrambling i'm proud because i'm like you, you you know what this is right this is horrible but mm. the back of my mind i'm like yo i wish you lot had even bothered to observe what was happening with us because the same thing was happening with us but those people are gone mm. They weren't, they got, in fact, if you think about deportation, mm. deportation has always been about ethnic minorities. Mm. We are. Oh, of course. So you one think they're talking to the Commonwealth um, countries called Canada, Australia and New Zealand. Right. You don't hear where they, deportation. Do you know how much Australians live in, do you know how much of them I work with? Right. I so, wouldn't check their papers. So, 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 so before, so I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave that point because I feel like, I just want to slip that in there because I, I, I feel like at this important time, it's important that everybody realizes that we're being reactionary mm -hmm. to a particular situation. But the truth of it is, like you said, this is how they feel about us. Now, now that you know how they feel about us, it's really important for, for us to figure out, okay, so what are we doing? That's, that's where I wanted to Because my, my thing is this, because now they're starting to like, you know, give interviews to to people who are suffering from this and then the next day oh well, i've got my passport now I've, I've got my papers i've got my this so now that we've been given that or a couple of people being given that are we okay with that now Is that's that the question yeah that so, I'm not, I'm not cool with so when it. so when I'm your not... landlord tries to trick you out of your yard even though you've paid your rent mm. and you sort it out what do you do do you sit back and You're just never cook? gonna trust him again right. Do you sit back and just cook another dish and be like, EastEnders is on in half an hour, let's watch it? Or do you start to realise, wow, I might need to move house? And this is the thing about... That's a very good that's a very good analogy, actually. <laughs> the move, the move bit, because that's what's in my head. But this is the thing that I, I still remain shocked at people's Being shock. Shocked. Yes. I'm sorry, I still have to drill down on that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am very shocked... At people's shock. People been de this, getting deported. People been getting deported, but also... We didn't care so that. when you... Not even that you didn't care, even if you didn't know. Have you been sitting in this country blinded, mm. even in your lifetime, watching the politics of this country? Have you been blinded by it? What do you, These are all components to a puzzle. That's the thing. You see all this stuff about black men dying in police custody yeah. in the uk i'm not talking about us mm. i'm talking about the high numbers of black people in mental health institutions in this country mm -hmm. and being treated for very very high level mental illnesses these are all components the high level of black kids killing each yeah. other these are all components of the same issue of this country oppressing you so you're living in poverty you are dealing with the effects of poverty which always manifests themselves it doesn't matter where you go yep. it's not inherent in blackness that there's going to be violence in our communities it's not but it is inherent in po poverty stricken situations yeah. that you do find uh, you do find a lot of violence you do find a race towards the bottom you do find people becoming frustrated disenfranchised and turning in on themselves these are all components of of things that this system and structure have done to us mm, mm. so i don't understand why people are shocked Mental and health. i don't understand why people haven't joined the dots Mental i health. understand why 
maybe a certain generation is shocked because you have to understand they've been kind of indoctrinized into a way of thinking about the British Empire. Mm. I know if I go back to Jamaica, the way that they think about Britain is totally not what it is. Mm. Like, and I know that the older generation, even the ones that are living here, still very much are very much, you know, that you could consider them royalist. You can consider the fact that they probably think that, you know, Britain is the land of milk and honey, even though they've been living here for X amount of years. And, and they don't have no milk or no so damn honey. much things and all the rest of it. But it's very much ingrained in their mindset. Like, mm. you know, we are part of the Commonwealth. We are... You know we're part of Britain and blah 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 and rather and they're not even disassociating the fact that black stepchildren that might be the case, <laughs> but at the same time you're still black. Mm. Do you understand? What I'm saying to you, there's like just a a proper disconnect there, and I think that's where the disbelief comes in. So but, when you've been taught, like I know that when you go when you go to Jamaica and everything, the Queen is still the head of state, like. That they're very much they're like old white people. Mm. Like they've got names like Mavis and Betty. Yeah. And like, mm. I'm making light of it, but I'm just literally trying to explain to you yeah, where some, this whole shock factor comes in. Right, right, like, right. I'm some of Caribbean of culture country. is actually English culture. Yes. Yeah, no, you're so. explaining it well because I'm yeah. getting it. It's very, very, very much like like that. Like my um my mum's uncle, like every Christmas I have to watch the Queen's speech. <laughs> what and we're not going to question him question why yeah it's just part of his tradition and we have to do it yeah. right right so as he's an old man and he's the head of our family we just let it and i'm yeah, just it's like it's half an hour Jesus. that you can lose yeah exactly but i understand i exactly where it comes from and they're tradition. really proud to be part of britain because what it means to them and what it actually means are two different things so what is this betrayal mm. going to do to that yeah, because like, like, a, a lot of them are heartbroken. This is a fissure. This is a real break. Yeah, because it's supposed the... to be the mother country. Yeah. So your mother is literally telling you, that's where they're based. Not even, your mother, not even you. telling you. Yeah. Tried to tell you. Tried to leave you a note. Not even yeah. send you a WhatsApp. Tried to leave you a note like, yeah, leave now. Mm. You oh yeah, oh. You I'm did, done with you. Here's a trick. If you don't, if you don't um have the right answer, yeah. you're out after all of that. It's, it, to also, me, yeah. it, it's one of those things that you have to look at. But then I think in general, black and white people are slow to realize that for some reason, black people seem to be at the bottom rung of everybody's mm. story. Mm. So whether it's how the Asian community consider black people, and I'm talking the Asian community in whole, I'm not talking about Asian individuals. So I know some people will come back and be like, oh, Ty said something about Asian. I'm saying you can't tell me that the Asian community in general, love black people. Mm. They don't. Oh, there's a lot of um, right? anti-blackness. Yeah, there, mm. but there's anti-blackness in every corner. There right. isn't There isn't any allies. Mm. There's anti-blackness in every corner. So to me, if there is anti-blackness in every corner, there's a point where the black people themselves have to realise, what is this? Mm. What am I doing wrong? What do I need to do? What do I, what do I need to do right? This is it. What do I need to... What am I... Who is my ally? What am I doing to make sure these allies are really real. Because mm. I personally think that one of the greatest uh, problems we have in the black community is that the Caribbean 
and African community have not realized that they have to consolidate. Mm. Well, it doesn't mean you have to all of a sudden start making jerk chicken fufu. No, <laughs> it just means I'm just saying. Heavy right. combination. I'm he just saying. That, he just goes straight to sleep. I'm just saying. Nothing's getting done. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm just. I'm, I'm just saying that realistically speaking, right? If you look at all of us, even in this room, right? We are the new generation or the latest generation of black uh, intellectuals, black individuals that have grown up in England and have realized, not from our parents, mm. have realized from ourselves that we're sisters and brothers mm. and we interact and work a certain way. Look at your friend circle. Mm. Look at your friend circle. Mm. Your sisters. But you weren't sisters raised by your parents. Right. You've, you've, you've come and realized by experience that actually these are my girls. These are my boys. Okay, what are we doing? And what I'm trying to say is we're still looking at how we're going to survive on the island. Mm. We're not willing to say, do you know what? Rah, Fuck I, need, <laughs> I need to go and buy some land in Kingston. Can you help me? Mm. You need to come and buy some land in Ghana. Mm. Let me help you. Mm. We're still not doing that. Mm. We're still looking at it like, well, as long as Tetley T and EastEnders, and as long as I can get a Morgan and I've got a nice car and I've got my makeup, I'm good. No, you're not. You're not. That's true, you know. Why you gotta say makeup though? So you know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know As I said it, I was like, oh, what was the men thing? What was the men thing? Uh, First shit. thing that came to <laughs> You know, cool. but you know what's even more interesting and just really, really sad is like in 2018, this is all popping off, and it's also the 25th anniversary of the death of Stephen Lawrence. Oh. Uh-huh. Now that was, segue was smooth. Right. It? it was sexy as hell. Though. That was sexy. Who put sh- this shit together? You know, Please. that's even a vibe today. Sex with Chucky. Sex with Chucky. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go. Mm, so we need to talk about um, Stephen. We need to talk about the legacy of his death. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about how how if anything has changed at all mm. but given what we've just been talking about has it really changed that because was my like, question you know the way that Stephen was treated the way that the lawrences were treated and it would seem the way that the black people throughout you know the entire time we've been here in this country as you know windwash is a prime example of that ty you spoke about you know, Africans being deported in the eighties. It's like, you know, what, 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 it just, I just feel like 25 years later after that, after that moment, we haven't moved anywhere. We haven't moved anywhere. That's the thing. And it, it just, it breaks my heart. Cause now we have a, a Stephen Lawrence day. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you guys? No, oh. no, like literally oh. no. Oh, that's, that's a, that's spitting in the face. Okay, how so? Because the institution, right, how are you going to spend money to create a day for Stephen Lawrence when you didn't put the work in to find justice for him? Thank you. You didn't, at, you at, in fact, we've got televised programs showing us just how much you didn't work towards actually solidifying his legacy mm. and finding justice. And now you want to give him a day when you say they, who are you referring to? I'm talking about the government. I'm talking about this institution, the establishment. I'm talking about the police. The state. Mm. Yeah. The, state. I'm, the state. All of them were together. Because if one group was out, 
then the other should have punished the other group, but they didn't. And when you when you watch the programs, like we had a conversation, like we uh, we actually bonded over a, a slight mm. disagreement on Facebook because Cheryl was like, you know, Stephen Lawrence Day, we need to, you know, Stephen's uh, program, people need to watch it. And I, and I came in, I was like, well, I didn't even know it was a disagreement. Were we disagreeing, babe? I was just dressing it up. Of course, it wasn't disagreement. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a disagreement okay. at all. But I was dressing it up for the podcast. Oh right! For oh the sorry. Listeners. Okay, yeah. Oh my god! It was. It was. It was weighty. It was weighty. Don't mind it. Carry on, Ty. Carry like I said, on. Makeup. This one. You know, right. <laughs> That's thank why I you. said makeup. Thank you. <laughs> right. I don't know why I have her around, but god, yeah. <laughs> damn it! God, damn it! Stop so much. I was. You know. I was, try- so smooth I was trying. So smooth. Trying to be so smooth, it. but no. <laughs> anyway, the point I'm making is, uh, we had a conversation about. Uh, the 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 documentary was was very good. I recommend everybody go and watch that. Mm. I wasn't going to watch it because I've read the Dwayne Brooks book, mm. and I felt like the Dwayne Brooks book showed me a different way to view this whole thing. And then we ended up, I ended up watching the uh, the documentary. documentary. And I'm glad I'm glad mm. I watched it. And and what I'm gleaning from watching it is watching that program and watching the systematic failure by the state to do the right thing mm. and to now give it give Stephen Lawrence a day mm. you're really taking the piss mm. where's Smiley Culture Day mm. like where's you know where's Roland Adams Day it's, like, all, it's, all, it's all platitudes it's all it's platitudes ridiculous. and lip service do you think that this shows. day was given simply because they wanted to take the edge of the Windrush story I think wow. I think they wanted to take an edge off the programme Mm. I think the program, this particular program, was the most damning, because by stages it showed you the the level of um, tomfoolery mm. that was happening in regards to how the police, like, how mm. can sixteen years later a police officer have an idea like, I know what, mm. I'm gonna do this, and that particular officer was doing what everyone should have been oh, doing. Oh, is in the that beginning. the one that was? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I thought you were referring the to the, the police officer who said, oh, you know, Doreen Lawrence was just DS standing Manage. there smiling with a gimmick. Or No, her, her, she, you know, she doesn't smile at all. She never smiled once. Yeah. I mean, that's smile a gimmick, isn't it? Smile for what? My son's dead, but you want me to smile. I kicked my TV over when, I, when he said Listen, that. I was like, is this man mad? You know, you, but, you know, the, the, the Dwayne Brooks book, I implore people to read that. Mm. Because when you read the book, you're going to watch, you're going to look at everything that you saw mm. and look at it differently because what the Dwayne mm. Brooks book shows you is mm. you remember watching the Stephen Lawrence scenario. Mm. Why was Dwayne never there? Mm. Why? He's the survivor of the actual thing. Right. Why was he never in the pro? Why? You, you've you never seen a picture of Dwayne and Doreen standing together mm. or talking together. Mm. That tells you a lot. Mm. Well, it's, it does. It says a lot. Yeah. So um, I went to see it on a preview, as Mm. you know, and um, I came away with a number of thoughts about it. That guy that spoke, um, the officer uh, that you're talking about, I I think he's an ex-officer now, but he was a detective Mm. sergeant, Detective Sergeant Mellish, who spoke about the gimmick of not smiling, who spoke about um, just a number of things that really should concern anybody because that 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 officer was the officer who was charged to lead the second investigation 
So that that kind of tells you mm. what we're dealing with. Yeah. But I I I'm glad that you really enjoyed it because I you know in, enjoyed might be the wrong word, but I really felt as though that program did a lot of justice to excuse the pun, and I really had to. I, I said that to the um, to the executive producer and the director that was there because I asked a kind of few, knowing me, mm. tough questions about it, and it's about what you've asked. The title is Stephen: The Murder That Changed the Nation. Yeah, what's changed? I said that's a bold title. That's a bold assertion to make. Change what's much. changed? You haven't changed anything. So going back to what we're talking about. Um, I feel as though that's why that we're not we don't we don't need a Stephen Lawrence day. Mm. What we need is for you to have really taken on board your as failures. a state your failures. Mm. They were set out in cha- in literal chapter and verse in the McPherson report. Mm. Why are these things still happening today? No. So what are you let's giving us that Steve- day. right? So why are you giving us Stephen Lawrence day? Yeah, let's have and that so this day. is no disrespect because I know that. I saw it on the news that um, Neville, not Lawrence in particular, was was delighted with it, and I'm sure Dorian Lawrence be. is as father. well. Mm. That's, and I, this is no disrespect. That's, that's no dislike, disrespect or slight to him. Right? But he would be. I would be happy if my child that was killed, people decided to, or the whole country decided to honour. But this isn't about what they're happy about. This mm. is because Stephen Lawrence also happened to us. Mm. Like he's our and legacy it's ha- too. Happening. Yeah. It's still happening. It's, you That's know, he's thing. our legacy and mm. you know, he we're very proud of Stephen, not for dying, but mm. for, for what he stood for what his death and what the fight that Dorian Lawrence had, what it stood for. We're very happy for that, but we are not silly. Mm. and the problem with this situation is you're placating us Mm. by giving us a day what you need to do is acknowledge that you failed Mm -hmm. acknowledge that you willingly failed Mm. and that you're going to try harder and you're going to try to be more transparent in the future Mm. give me that day yeah Mm. i want that that day day any day any day of the week right oh dear it's a lot anyway so let's lighten the mood a little bit so did you guys see miss beyonce Beyonce, 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 bouncing all the way. Do you know what? I only saw it. Beychella. I only saw it on social media. I didn't. I couldn't bother to go back and watch the. Listen, it was so good. It was amazing. Yeah, the bits that I saw on on social media were. Can I can I say that? Um, I have a particular view of Beyonce, and my Mm. view of Beyonce is this. (laughs) Yeah, she smashes everything. Yeah she's not there's never been a scenario mm. where she didn't smash it mm, mm. but what's happened lately right is that there was a moment for her where she realized she reached a certain level mm. and now she can say stuff mm. i think from what i saw the kendrick lamar performance with on the police cop cop car at one of the um, um, BT the awards BT. right that was I one think, of my favorite performances and the one where he's in chains yeah i think she's seen that mm. and realized you know what I can do this now. Mm. And because remember... Was that before or after Super Bowl? That was before Super Bowl. Yes. It was before. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm chronologically watching it. Everything mm. changed. Mm. After she realised, you know what, I can use my platform. So Beyonce's been using her platform mm. and uh, what she did... Her with, performance was very black. Mm. Very black. It was very black magic. Mm. So to me... Beyonce on one of the whitest platforms 
ever. Beyonce, <laughs> kind Beyonce, of problematic. Beyonce well. is yeah, no longer just black. Mm, yeah. Beyonce is she's she's becoming what Michael Jackson and them guys work towards mm. becoming, which is she's just a phenomena. I'm glad you mentioned Michael because it's another segue. But, so, but, but, <laughs> but, but I don't want us to, even if she is becoming that, mm. that performance, if we dig into the components of it, I know we're going to move on, mm. but was very, very, very black. Oh, it was, it was. Just like everything from the crunking mm-hmm. to the, you know, the, the, um, the marching bands yeah. to just, I, you know, her I new- think southern roots just everything but i think once again right she's the sum of all parts Mm -hmm. right so i'm i as much as she slam dunked it Mm. i'm saying all of those people beforehand Mm. that went before her that made that became excellent Mm. have allowed her the actual ability to To do that i've allowed her to pump up her shoulder pads Mm. to a certain level where she's like yo Mm. i can really do this and that's what I'm really happy about. I'm not just, I'm not looking at Beyonce as some sort of monolith person that came out of nowhere and it's just incredible. I'm like, yo, you are really continued. The torch mm. is with you and you understand that. Mm. You and understand, your, it, you understand your responsibility at this level on this platform to mm. really hammer this home. Even though there'll be elements where white people will, some white people will be like, oh, what is this? I'm not mm. comfortable. She's like, well, you love me, don't you? Mm. Well, then learn this. Then. Mm. And that's platform. Mm. That's using that's your platform. platform. And what we, yeah, going back to what we said originally, use your platform. platform. Yeah. Can't be scared. Of, once you're there, use it. Mm. That's what you're doing. That's, what that's what's going yeah. on. But you mentioned MJ. So mm. obviously, you know, Beyonce, if you like, is this the millennials generations you know, Michael Jackson. So on Twitter, people were comparing, like, who's the greatest? And I always think to myself, first of all, you're right, it's totally unfair. Secondly, the way that people consumed music when Michael was the MJ that we, is totally entirely different. It's a corny argument. And I just think, why do we always do this? And it always seems to be coming from a space of, you know, black artists, black people. We only do this to one. I don't see people whoever's... you Rock don't, you don't, icon. You don't see happen. nobody telling Tom Jones, mm. well, he's the new Tom Jones. No, Tom Jones is Tom it's Jones. Tom Elton John is Elton John. Elvis is Elvis. Yeah. And they're allowed mm. to kind of like be who they are in Lulu. their own little space. Lulu is Lulu. Nobody's making Adele look like Lulu. Oh, do you like remember Lulu? Lulu? Yeah. She's like cute, isn't it? I know. Still a black is still a black. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's no, there's always space. It's only, the problem is mm. with us is that we don't really realize that our conveyor belt is so narrow mm. in regards to how much access we have. So there used to be a time in the music industry where it used to be every year they would only have one or two black people that could share the space with Take Five, mm. Take That, mm-hmm. and all those people. So one year it was Brevely Knight, mm. another year it was, uh, oh my goodness, Emanate. Mm. Then another year, you see what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Good for the Gram generation because they kind of broke things open a little yeah. bit and they're doing what they're doing. But there's still this narrow conveyor belt where it can only be Tiny Temper mm. or it can only be Skepta or it can only be blah, blah, blah. And we suffer from that. And I think we have, like I said um, earlier, we have to change the narrative. We have to identify it and then blow it up and say, no, that we're not, we're not going with that. Right, right, right. So, you know, I think with these narratives of suggesting that this person we have to blow up and say this is rubbish mm. this is nonsense mm. 
Do you know I mean Diana Ross never had this problem? Mm. Diana <laughs> Ross shouldn't have this problem. Mm. Do you know what at mean? all. So weird. Like I always uh, debating with Rance. Hi Rance, hope you're listening. Um, Rance and Rance, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of him, yeah, but aware he of was um, a guest on our show. And yeah, I think when people were tweeting, you know, he was like, having a back and forth with somebody else about Beyonce and, and Michael Jackson. So I had to interject and I just said, look, as somebody who has had the full Beyonce concert experience and I've also had the full MJ concert experience, what you lot are doing right now is asinine. Mm. Trust me. I've been in that audience, in the Michael Jackson concert um, audience. And let me tell you- It's a different thing. No, you will never experience anything. I don't think Beyonce could could even reach to that. And that's not to say anything about her ability as a performer she is incredible mm. but when mj took to that stage i don't know one other performer that can stand there for like three to four minutes not move and people 30 percent of the audience have literally have passed out mm. that and all what? those edits that you see of mj doing that that's 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 actually it's not even edits that's real mm. also also to add to that is when you look at mj in in his in his prime mm. i've never seen an artist like him that has this effect on children yes yeah. children that are not yes. even born in his era mm. you put an mj video onto a baby don't tell my nephew good. that mj ain't the best thing since last break good. he died when my nephew's nine now he died when he was two and he knows about him. he knows billy jean thriller auntie lorraine play, put that put not your, chris play brown your disco discography right. of michael jackson put that back video to in to children and you're not gonna have no problems <laughs> that's it all right kids you, MJ can, you, Day. Can't, Yay! you can't do that with beyonce just Mm-mm. yet not no. just yet because you know you definitely can't beyonce's got bare skippables <laughs> <laughs> but also we shouldn't be comparing her anyway we she, shouldn't honestly yeah. like she's an incredible what she did at Co- coachella baychella is hers now but like yeah. i said she is the recipient mm of the torch mm. yes she should like she was never running in the same race mm. side by side mm. she has the torch now from what him and james brown mm. have done so let, let's let and what prince, prince has done yeah. mm. prince very important so it's good that you know it's let her be. run like let yeah. beyonce live mm. for real like be free be free and also let beyonce live especially as look what's going on with her and her life with jay-z and the example that they are becoming mm. they're becoming quite a great example like they had their rocky patch but actually you, you're looking at what they're doing and like her beyonce's effect on jay-z is incredible yeah that yeah, last album changed four 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 that last album yeah some of the stuff he said i was like yeah. this is what i'm talking about mm. this is growth so growth it's taking you to the about mid 40s jay but you got there <laughs> jesus christ yeah. but anyway we need to um, finish up with our last two, which is Shady Corner versus You Are The Light. So is anybody, I don't know if you're aware of Shady Corner. So I'm basically- all ears, I'm all ears. It's anything or anyone that you think you just want to literally just rant on about how ridiculous or just outrageous. I know we've been talking about a lot of things that have been going on this week, but this is your opportunity to maybe just pick out Put something. Shady Corner. And just fling right, them in can, there. Can I, can I let you look go and then I pick up on it? I'm, I'm sure um, it'll help me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Shazza. I, I don't know if I've got um, anyone for Shady Corner. Really? I just feel like I'm just becoming a better person. Really. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to shade anybody. Oh, my God. Let wow. me think. Uh, who do I want to put in Shady Corner? Shady Corner. 
do you know what? I don't want to put it. I've got so many people I want to put into the light, though. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I've got so I'll do the shady corner. You'll probably, I don't know if you've watched it. Did, did you watch um, Housewives Atlanta oh reunion? Reunion. The, the final part. Oh, Kim Zosiac, my gosh. Get into the corner because oh my God. this is what we talk about Peak when we talk Beckery. about white privilege. And the fact that you can come on a, a, a TV show and make statements about the fact that racism isn't real simply because you're you're just an idiot. And you're an idiot because you lie, you lie for your teeth, you lie when the lie is being played out in front of you, in front of people, and because you can't take it because black women are telling you about yourself. You go run in the corner, in the bathroom rather, with your salty tears talking about oh racism wasn't real until social media came about like, what <laughs> what are you talking all about all those women oh the whole world on apology <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing oh, i've ever sad. seen and i'm like even andy was like looking at her like no it was sad. no babe no babe no so 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 it was sad. awful and I've, I've just thought and the thing is nini said it before i always take take everything that she says with a pinch of salt because they hate each other anyway and she was like, no, you've got some racist ways about you. And I was like, mm. The thing but is, then, but Nini's new work, though. Right. Nini, that was your mate before. You were riding exactly, with her. Exactly, you were riding with her. But clearly she saw something in Kim and she, she put it out there. Mm. And Kim, you just exposed yourself. Can I make a confession? I've never watched that program. Don't. Oh, Housewives. Never watched one. Oh, you should definitely I know watch who the... Nini is because yeah. of the memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know who certain people, I know who Kim Zosiak is. Yeah, yeah. But I have never sat down to watch so, it. But before I, it? before I try and act like I'm holier than thou, <laughs> I have done that with the te- the, te- the Braxtons. Mm. I've done it with Love and Hip Hop. Mm. Mean watched it, yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, So I have watched so you're some, aware. I'm I'm aware of some of the buffoonery. Oh, we're gonna have to back, have you back to do our reality rundown yeah, with us. Because you'd be like, what? I have my shady. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? So yeah, so mine is just Kim Zosia. Yeah, she's definitely. Got I can see shady why corner. you would think that racism doesn't exist because when you're that vacuous and very self-absorbed, and nothing else outside that bubble. Mm is a reality. You mm. live on reality TV, which is fake as hell. So mm. therefore you can make statements like that. Yeah. So yeah. My mm-hmm. shady, shady corner, corner. Uh, the person that I wish absolute badness on. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I wish for them to fall heavily on their nose bridge <laughs> is R. Kelly. Yeah, standards. I'm sorry. I've had enough. We're back here. <laughs> We've all and had I, enough. I, I, and I've had enough. And I'm going to say this now. I watched that video. Mm. He definitely pissing on that. Oh, he no. definitely pissing. It's definitely mm. him. Mm. Right? So the thing about R. Kelly is I am really watching what money can make people mm. uh, kind of get a little bit distant with them. I'm not sure if I saw a ghost or whether I didn't see a ghost. R. Kelly's a problem. R. Kelly is, um, holds the same space for me that Tim Westwood holds. Mm. Oh, Lord of his mercy. But I can't have two. He, in fact, he's got, <laughs> I'm going to, no, I'll want. make him. Huh? I will <laughs> make, many you want. I will put Tim in Shady Corner. Yeah. I saw some posts. Oh, it was, it, oh. was it when he had some girls? Um, no, oh, no. Okay. He was sitting there with, what do you call those things? A shredder. Mm. And he was feeding his, so-called his yeah, bank yeah. cards in it. And you know, the first thing he said has got to go. This is how you know that you people have let this man in to just start talking any kind of mess. So the first thing that's got to go is buying weaves. 
talking about as a guy right, okay. so this is what he's gonna stop doing he's gonna stop buying weaves he's gonna start i can't even remember the rest of it yeah. so if you're if you're calling it you're not calling it extensions now mm. you're not calling it a, a brazilian bonding yeah, you're basically you're saying it, you're talking about black girls Mm-mm. you're talking about black girls again Spongy. this is what happens black girl sponge it's just rubbish mm. when i saw that and then listen i saw some blue ticks you know I saw some blue ticks in the comments with their laughy faces. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. said, look at you buffoons. <laughs> buffoons. Big time buffoons. In fact, go and join him. West mm. Westwood is Biggest one of buffoon. the most... He, he's one of the most celebrated, most endorsed, um, poisonous right? things that we have going on in the music industry in the mm. UK. Poisonous. And I'm saying it because you know, I don't care. I don't want to get played on his radio mm. show. I don't care if he vetoes me being playlisted anywhere tim westwood is a problem he's and, a problem and, and people and, need and, to face and, up to it this is this is, i'm gonna Stop say it i'm gonna say it now i'm gonna say it now so that people come back to this tim west tim westwood is the same level of problem right that jimmy savile was before people realized it mm-hmm. so jimmy savile <laughs> was everyone was like oh Oh, people's like, oh, oh, but you know, and then when it all came out, not one of you could say nothing. I'm mm-hmm. telling you now, Tim Westwood occupies that space and you are all caping for him and you don't realise what you're caping for. People have died mm-hmm. behind him. Say nothing more. Oh, Shady wow. Corner. Wow, Shady more Corner than, is packed to the brim this, this week, man. My goodness. Tim, I hope your ears are on fire. Um, are we going to bring anyone into luck? Because I like to end the show on a light note. Like, yeah, is there anybody um, out there that you feel like needs to like just be celebrated or just something that's just popped up that you think, you know what? We need to talk about this because this is an, an amazing thing that nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> you know what brain freeze so yeah no, utter just, brain the thing is when we it's like, oh I forgot and it's really bad because it's like we tend to remember the negative more okay. than the positive and I'm I'm just very much like I'm gonna bring up to... a group I'm gonna bring up a group there's a group called Children of Zeus right Children of Zeus tell us from about them. Manchester mm-hmm. who are a group that is a singer and a rapper but the, both the, the singer and the rapper can rap and they're making some heavy soul music right now and it's soul hip hop and they they're really mm. doing good and the fact that they're from out of london and all of a sudden now they're blowing up even outside of their city i really celebrate right, those okay. kind of things because i think that we've been too london centric about everything oh yeah absolutely we're, we're yeah. very like oh if it's you know if it, unless it's from us it doesn't mean if it, oh they've got funny accents to do mm. i think we need to be way more <laughs> international like yeah we, <laughs> we've got to be we've got to be way more international about yeah. our talent pool and I think that as, as Londoners as well, we need to recognise that people are great outside of our mm. circles. And Children of Zeus are a group that I think everybody should watch out for. How can people like get to see their music? Is it on YouTube? It's on is YouTube. It... They're just releasing videos, new stuff. Um, and what what do they album. do? Hip hop, soul. It's hip hop, it... soul. It's uh, Tyler has a voice to die for. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are falling in love with his with his voice and just he doesn't he just he just looks like a regular b-boy sort of guy but he's singing like goldie snapped him up put him on an album Mm -hmm. loads of people snapping him up you know jazzy jeff is going wild crazy about them it it, they really doing something Mm, and it's just nice because it's just good music it's not oh it's uk hip-hop or it's blah blah blah. i have an album out new album by the way we haven't spoken about it but we know that's a good that's a good thing Mm. so that's happening um but i i also want to pass the love on like children of zeus Mm. watch tell us the name of your album ties the name of the album is called Work of Heart. 
it's released on Jazz Refreshed and it's mm. doing really well. And um, I have three songs. One called song called Brixton Baby, which is celebrating Brixton gentrification yeah! and all of that. Another song, <laughs> another song called Eyes Open, which features Dirty Goods on there. Right. So he's doing great things on that. And the third song I have is called Somehow, Somewhere, Some Way, and it features the Last Poets, right, who okay. are, you know, if yeah, you know what yeah. the Last Poets are, like they were the guys that began rap. Mm. So. Um, yeah, it's looking good. It's a great album. Uh, people are saying it's my best work. Mm -hmm. So I really like for high five, you know. You know, you like high five me, but you ain't got it. So, so yeah, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, I know that. So, anyway, I feel like uh, this is a great time mm. for independent music. And I'm just, I also want to say that thank you for having me. And for some reason, I'm noticing, mm. right, it's the women, it's the black women that are asking me to be on their podcasts. Mm. I'm noticing that. So big up to Jam Nice and Cheryl mm, mm. with their part. I really noticed that. Tea and Biscuits. Two and two. Mm. Tea and Biscuits. Big up to them. Big up to Mad News. But also big up to yourselves. And mm. thank you for having me. And uh, hopefully. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I had to get you, know. you on. I was like, yeah, Ty is about it, about it. He's got something to say. Mm. So as long as anyone's got anything to say and, you know. There's loads of people who've got stuff yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll have them on the show for sure. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. So. I want to put into the light. Anyway, I know that this dude is in glorious light right now. So mm. I want to put Victor into the light. Oh, Our um, lost um, podcasting brother from two... Cut the chat. Two, I was going to say two, <laughs> two chats of the mic. Two, from Cut the Chat. Um, in fact, Ace, I think I want to put all of you lot into the light. Yeah, because sure. you're... Um, uh, friendship with Victor as personified and as spoken about in your in, in all the podcasts but especially the last one that you guys put out was really the kind of like um, touching don't look at me Ace because I'm going to start crying mm -hmm. um, <laughs> was really 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 Very touching. touching yeah and um, really especially just wanted, wanting to focus for a moment on Victor like I haven't known Vic I've known Victor for a good little while but not like as long as you know some people for like it's not been tens of years mm. it's been years but it's not been tens of years and you know everything that people have said um about him on on you guys show and um on social media and wider is just it's, it's so repetitive mm. but it's so true yeah, yeah he he was just he really went for it. That's just the, the easiest way for <laughs> yeah. me to say it. He really went for it. And you could tell that from him, um, just from his energy. And so just for that reason, I think that's that's such a positive thing to take away um, from. That's a positive thing to have as his legacy. Mm. And he's definitely impacted on me um, just to kind of like go for it more. Let's yeah, sleep. Definitely. Let's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> more more do. Less yeah. naps. More do. Like <laughs> right? <laughs> no, just phone me up and say, no. what would Victor no. do? Do you like Victor? No, seriously, what would Victor do? No, I definitely echo your sentiments, um, Cheryl. Victor, you're gonna be sorely missed, but definitely not forgotten. Um, yeah, man, he gave us some moments. Remember the, the bench press. The outside. bench press outside was hilarious. <laughs> Picky lips night, as we call as we called it. Um, just a, a lot like yeah. when I met Victor like years ago and he tricked me into being in um, Venus versus Mars oh yeah I remember I that I thought I was going to have like a proper background role and then he's sending me scripts and then he tricked me but 
it was a really good experience and I never never forgot him. He's always been like just just super just hey like open and just lovely and just an amazing person. So Ace, have all the tickets sold out for his event? No, there's still some left. There's still some left. So guys, we're having a like a, a get together in honor of Victor. Um, you got to wear something purple. It's now got to dig around in my wardrobe now. No. So I'm purple. All of that, you know. Because he liked purple. Gosh. And it's going to be where? At um, uh, Proud Embankment. So you can get your tickets from um, Eventbrite. Um, yeah, so just go go there. It's going to be a good night. We're going to remember Victor and send him off in the way that I know that he would absolutely love. So this has been Two Girls on the Mic featuring Ty today. So thanks again for listening. We will Absolute be pleasure. back Thank you. Next, next week, week with another topical show. We out. Peace.